You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Afterbuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Afterbuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's Afterbuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. Hello, AfterBuzzers. Bing is for doing, and we're here doing another AfterBuzz TV after show for MTV's Teen Wolf, Season 3, Episode 11, Alpha Pact. I'm your host, Kristen Elizabeth Snyder. Joining me across the table, AfterBuzz TV host, Sarah Stratton. Hello. And you may recognize our special guest this evening from movies such as The Blind Side, Medea's Witness Protection, Highland Fling, TV shows such as Army Wives, Meet the Browns, and most recently playing Victoria Argent on MTV's Teen Wolf. Please welcome Edie Mays. Yes, thank you. Thank you. No, no, please, please, thank you. It's, it's a lot of fun to be here. It's not a lot of fun to wear these headphones. Uh, it messes up my great haircut. No, it looks no. amazing, and I was almost late for the show because I was watching the video where you shaved your head last year. I did. It was actually longer ago than you're so close to me. I like that you're close to me. It makes I, the I shot look better. But it's, I know. And it's like, you know, you're fuzzy. <laughs> and so I, last time when I watched you guys, you were sitting next to each other and not next to me. I just, I heard you were coming and I was just like, really she grabbed the seat. I would have had a mint if I'd have known that you were going to be on the side of <laughs> they the... They can't smell the, your breath. That's fine. She can. Oh, it's yeah. really bad. Um, yeah, I shaved my head. And in fact, I think that's um, a large part of why I, I booked uh, Team Wolf. Because I was, uh, I went to work on Meet the Browns, and I was still wearing this awful wig that was like dog hair or something. <laughs> and uh, all due respect to the dog I met outside, but he, um, I was wearing this this wig, but I, I wouldn't wear it as I went in to Meet the Browns. And mm-hmm. um, I was walking in my jeans and my heels and and my mostly shaved head. It wasn't grown out this far, but it was red, red. And I was carrying my wig, and the local casting director, not the Los Angeles casting director, said. How come you have an audition for Teen Wolf? And I said, I don't know. Why haven't I auditioned for Teen Wolf? And I and he said, What are you doing Thursday? I said, Auditioning for Teen Wolf. <laughs> yeah. And so I I went and and all these people that had all these great stories. I hadn't even been submitted for the thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got there, uh, there was this young kid sitting on the sofa, and here was the casting director, this fabulous guy, George Pierre. And and then so I'm reading with him, and there's just this kid in a notepad. And I thought, well, never mind. I'll just leave them because I just I was sure I'd, I hadn't booked it. And it turns out the young kid sitting on the sofa was Jeff Davis. <laughs> so, but he just looks so young. You I know, mean, so, he, yeah. yeah, he looks amazing. And you're though. seeing him next week, right? I He's think coming on the show next week. Yeah, that's right. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Let him sit in this chair. I've learned a lesson. I need to shave my head so that I can get be on TV. It was truly was, one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Yeah, I was just thinking, while I was watching this video of you, I was like, was there any point where you were like, oh no, let's fix this? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. And in fact, when um, I knew that I was excited about it and this was going to be mm-hmm. a great opportunity, I was 100% committed and the money helped um, right. But that they offered me. But it was just for this local commercial for a local 
cancer, right? Right, right a cancer, well, a medical center, mm-hmm. so it was supposed to be a cancer survivor. I'm so self-conscious now. Oh I'm going to get an Altoid <laughs> in just totally a minute. Fine. I got some. Are you sure? Okay, good. Oh. Look, she's going to get one. Thank you. Are you nice are, she is this is. an actual hint that I need one? No. Is this what you're saying to no. me? No, um, I would I, never I say that Any, Anyway, <laughs> I think this is a guys go. Thank you. Sponsor. Oh, it didn't make it It's like bad air hockey. Oh, yes. Thank you. We made it. Well done. These are my favorites, too. Oh, great. Okay, it all happened. So, But just watching the video, I... I couldn't. I I just couldn't believe it that you were doing this because you know, as a female, we all take you know so much time doing our hair. But I was like, how freeing that must have felt. And like you said, you booked Teen Wolf because of the haircuts. So it's kind of like you know, Mm -hmm. great things come from you know going outside of ourselves and doing things we wouldn't normally. What was like the best thing that you learned from that experience? I learned who I was truly, and I never, I never would have thought that it would have been associated with my hair. Mm-hmm. But and it was kind of a distinctive haircut at the time. If you remember from the blind side, it, mm-hmm. you know I was that awful woman. Well, and she said, and Sandra Bullock says that. As, you know, I'm sitting across from her, like I'm sitting across from you actually. <laughs> and she says, you know, in that scene, the famous ladies that lunch. I'm a you know horrible racist in the scene. And in that, I had that brown uh, like reverse bob. And at the time, not many people had it. And then you know, within a year. Everybody's got like their little three-year-olds and their ladies driving minivans <laughs> have it. I'm like, oh, it's got to go. So I knew something was going to happen, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how I wanted if I was going to grow it out or what. But um, yeah, so when they when this opportunity came up, the the production staff wanted to, uh, you know, they were very delicate and it's gonna be okay and are you sure and like, yeah. and I said no I, I saw you did it yourself yeah, no way was I gonna let somebody else do it what are you kidding me yeah yeah no 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 I'm gonna do it so it's on YouTube yeah so is yeah, that where you're it was amazing it? yeah That's and nice. you know what Teen Wolf is all about accepting yourself and accept you know Scott's accepting that he's the uh, true alpha and Lydia accepting her powers so I just thought that was great like watching you do that and I, I hope at some point in my life I have the guts to shave my head look you see that she gave me goosebumps <laughs> no kidding well you of the facial structure to do it too and it's so interesting to me that now are you saying that truly I want to know no, watch me get into the interview you're like I'm in the interview world I'm in the interview are you saying that because you've done research on Teen Wolf and that, or is that what you feel in your gut about Teen Wolf about it being a uh, finding out who you are experience yeah. kind of thing no yeah. I feel like that's what it's about and I mean just shaving your head I thought that that it worked perfectly it with is. the show. There is a and parallel in that, and I thank you for making that observation. I'm going to take it one step further. I think that what I believe and what I've gotten out of it, and the reason I'm now a Teen Wolfie, you know, <laughs> probably the oldest living Teen Wolfie, um, is that Teen Wolf, and and through Jeff and through every person that contributes to, to this show, Teen Wolf changes, reverses, reshapes, or kind of like Teen Wolf itself is a reimagination of the movie, um, Teen Wolf reimagines for us what we've been taught, I think uh, a lot of times ill-taught, um, that that society has taught us of what things are supposed to be like. And now we have this all new idea. Oh, wait, no, I'm okay that I have these thoughts. I'm okay that I have these feelings. I'm okay that I'm this color, this gender, that I'm this way, whatever it is. And all that comes out in the show. And I think that's why... It's the success that it is because so many people can identify with well, it. Well, we've talked about that on, on this show, just being the fact that with the audience, that most of the audience is like adolescents and teens, it's good that they make everything just seem normal. Mm-hmm. It's not even, a lot of the things aren't even drawn attention to, like whether it's race or sexuality or mm-hmm. whatnot, 
it's just all normal. Because non issues it is. Exactly. And what and what our preconceived notions are what was what mm-hmm. was wrong all this time and that Teen Wolf the treatment of that is, is certainly a lot more um, commonplace. So good. I'm, I'm glad that you guys felt that too because I certainly think that's what it's about. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. This was the perfect episode to bring you in on because we had so many parents showing uh, up. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. we good had point. Peter's bad plan, the Argent's bad plan, and then Dee's bad plan. <laughs> Hold it a second. Let's review the word bad plan here. It's it's really interesting because, again, I think our best intentions, mm-hmm. um, you know, well, I'm going to sacrifice for my child or I'm going to do this. Whatever it is, we've made these choices in our lives. And they don't always go the way we want them to. And so now what do we do? Do we mm-hmm. see it as a failure or do we move on from that? And that's also one part of the hope of, of this show. What I was hoping that we would see, which we did, is since you were sacrificing your character for, you know, your daughter and your family's betterness, I was wondering if Chris Argent would do that as well. And we got to see that this episode, that, you know, he was in your same boat because I was wondering if situations were reversed, would he, you know... Would he have done it? So in other words, if he'd he'd gotten bit, look, I I always refer to the side like it's still there. Look, see that (laughs) scar? Yes, exactly. Um, But yeah, is it? Would he have done the same thing had he been bit? And and that's really interesting. And that's one of the questions that people tweeted about today. And you Mm -hmm. and I exchanged a lot of that. It was a lot of fun. Um, It's one of the best things um, I think about this show is the incredible social media uh, Mm -hmm. response to it and how that feeds it. But um, that one of the things people um, are are so so interested. is, well, so what would it be like if it had been Chris, and why did you make these decisions? And, and you know, well, as an actor, I have to give history to, you know, when I read in the script that it was there on Allison's bed, and I thought, are you kidding me? No. Okay, hold on a minute. Why? Why would I, and so I had to come, I, I, Victoria, had to come up with the reason why I would do something like that in order to make it I hope work yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh it it did and when I was watching it on screen I was just like please tell me this like someone's gonna stop her please tell me this is not gonna happen I just couldn't believe what I was seeing so I mean you made it look great as real as it as it could be and I like that you know we're still getting to see you this season and I feel like there's a lot of issues left behind from you not being there obviously for Allison and can you kind of talk about that? Because when we see you coming back, you're kind of there for her, but you're yelling at her. So I, I'm confused. Do you, see, do you see Kristen stepping around the issue here just a little bit, folks? Okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, I see. Say this so, nicely. so are you kind of, are you back or not? Yeah, I love, I, I, that's uh, one of the questions I think I probably get most, both in person, on the airplane, you know, at Starbucks, in the restroom. <laughs> that one time with a like, weird woman. Yes, yes. I thought you were dead. And it's like, <laughs> wow, no. Um, that, uh, first of all, even if I, even if I, <laughs> see, I have to be really, why, um, uh, what Jeff Davis said on Tumblr was um, that, uh, yes, we will continue to see more Victoria Argent mm-hmm. uh, coming up, was the answer when one of the fans said, will we see more Victoria Argent? And then, uh, and, and I think one of the other things that I thought was really, Huh, thanks, Jeff. Kind of thing was when he said, uh, uh, I think, well, he didn't say he wrote uh, in Tumblr. His answer was, um, uh, we often sit around in the writer's room and, and wonder, why do we kill her off again? You know, uh-huh. so it's nice. It's nice. Like, it's a, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Remember this. Yeah. Mm, yeah. No, I'm really one. glad, though, that they're bringing you back because Allison is 
obviously suffering. And here, you know, she definitely feels betrayal from her father, from him, you know, taking her on this ride that they were working together and then, you know, cuffing but, her and leaving her behind. that came out of a good spot in his heart, right? I understand, but I'm not sure she does. And I feel like, you know, now she feels like she's been kind of left behind the same way with both her parents. And what, what is that when you come back? We saw you, especially when um, she was sewing Scott back up. You're kind of yelling at her. You were helping her, but Wait yelling at her. <laughs> okay, time out. It wasn't really yelling. And it's it's funny because and there was this uh, in season one, at the end mm-hmm. of season one, and I'm packing her up and I'm in the closet. And I'm, you know, mm-hmm. and she says, oh, my boyfriend just turned into a werewolf. And, you know, and it's sort of this pity party thing. And then, and I have three children mm-hmm. and uh, a boy, a boy, and a girl. And one of them's just now, uh, he's 14, and then an 11 year old nine-year-old and uh, one of the things that I require them to say is yes ma'am no ma'am or I don't know ma'am and sometimes that's all you got to say is what I say but Mm -hmm. so when we were shooting that scene and um and they had edited this the original script that I got and uh taken a lot of the warm fuzzy stuff out and and then you know from the final product and made it very different from what I had originally acted. <laughs> but every time I, I turned to her and I said, do you understand? And and Crystal, uh, uh, Allison on the show, mm-hmm. so Crystal, kind of like you with the big puppy dog eyes and this <laughs> thing, and, the, and it annoyed the ever-living fool out of me. I was like, don't say it! Don't just, you know, and it was, and it so it came from a place of, and that's, and that's one of the questions people kept asking on Twitter today and said that's what they wanted to know is is who is your favorite to work with JR and Crystal I worked the most with so mm-hmm. and I won't pick favorites Crystal JR <laughs> no wait no okay um I won't pick favorites but I will say that both of them um act that way they both um create that reality that other world is is the way I like to think about it, and so they participate in that. So it, we feed off of each other in that. And that right. moment becomes very alive and very real. And at at the end of a take or at a cut, um, one of them will say, "Oh, that was good." Then, yeah, yeah. Okay, so right. Don't forget. Yeah, look at me. Look at me like that again. And and then it becomes something new that next moment. So it's really that's where that comes from. So so to, so in answering your, I know that's a long answer to your question. <laughs> so you didn't know having me on. That was great. This is good. good. I mean, I one more question. For before we dive into the episode further, I mean, so what is your relationship, you know, with Allison? I feel like when we got to see it on the show, you were definitely really hard on her. So now that we're getting to see you come back, hopefully we can see your relation develop through, you know, that little voice in your head that, which I think every girl has their mother in their head. Sure. So. I think so too. And I thank you for asking. So what is that relationship? What is that dynamic like? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's interesting because that's where I pull from my own real life, I guess. And that's my point is that with my own children, I may say it at breakfast. I may say, say it. I may say, eat it. Do it now. Get in the car or whatever. And so when I showed my kids that scene that everybody was like, ah, they were like, <laughs> not scary. Yeah, no, like, you know, and they're yeah, mom boys, yes. actual mom boys. And, that, and that's what's really interesting. Again, one of the Twitter questions today that somebody definitely wanted me to answer is, are you like that? Or where do you get the motivation to be like that? <laughs> um, I'm a parent, you know, so and that's that's just Sometimes where it comes you gotta from. You got to put your foot down. Yes, exactly. So um, the, but the, the motivation uh, and it changed because the script changed and Victoria Argent evolved. Um, mm-hmm. Over the seasons, and so in seeing that, um, and, and seeing that change, I had to make again make decisions as an as an actor. Well, what's that about? Why? What What would drive me to do this thing with her or say this way? And this, the importance of giving her information and making sure she's not being willy nilly about it or driven by her emotions because it's life or death, mm-hmm. and the significance of that, um, and the importance of preparing this young lady. 
and in my in my head as an actor, and this is all backstory or this is all the history that mm-hmm. I developed was uh, so whether it's part of Jeff's writing or whether it's in line with that or not, and I I, I hope that it is. Apparently, it seems to be working mm-hmm. uh, for folks, but that um, it is the. I did not want her to to go into this life. It had been so challenging for me that I did not want her to to have this same experience, that there must have been something else. And Beacon Hills was a fresh start for us, and there were wolves there and werewolves there, but we could do something different. And so to protect her to some extent, but then when it hit us full force, therefore I didn't have time to, I mean, I just had to hop on it. So that was the, the sort of the choice I made as an actor to get me to that place. Right, so it's in loving and protecting her. That you're yes. I mean, yes. that's how I see it, but I know a lot of people are seeing like the distance between the mother and daughter, when right. really it's just like, you know, you didn't have enough time to really prepare her, and so we're like getting you to come back. Fences and you just have to go for it on every angle. It's, it's defense mechanism. And I think it's also one of the reversals that we see. We're so used to women being, um, society tells us, well, women yeah. are supposed to be like this and supposed to look like this. And I got news for you. Don't look like that in my house. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so it's, you know, a single mom, three kids. But it's, you know, you just step up. And that's mm-hmm. that's teen wolf reverse that. It's not you know, uh, your typical mom and dad relationship or roles. The dad was always closer to the daughter in this particular show and more tender and kind of had that soft spot for his daddy's little girl. And, you know, and I had a history for that, too. We'd lost other children. We, You know, all this this stuff that I won't go into here because we have a timeline. And you can see now with you being gone, Chris Argent has had to kind of take on your hardened demeanor on some Mm -hmm. level. And I think that Mm -hmm. that comes from a a level of necessity. If you were that... You had to be hard and protective for a reason. Mm-hmm. And we've seen Chris almost become more distant from Allison in the show. And I think that's because he's had to add on that responsibility as well. He can't just be, like, fuzzy, nice, or as close mm-hmm. to her because he has to do mm-hmm. everything that the two of you were doing together. That's exactly right. That's a good point. So Gosh, you're more than just a beautiful face. <laughs> Look at that. Good job. Oh, we, we all try. Yeah. Uh, so we see, you know, Chris Argent, he sacrificed himself, but it looked like he did have a plan because he had all those knives on him, unfortunately. <laughs> Jennifer found all of them, but I still think that he has yet another plan up his sleeve. What do you guys think? I mean, well, mm-hmm. besides ahead, all the knives that failed, <laughs> obviously all the knives got taken, but Miss... I'm just gonna call her Jay again because I get confused <laughs> about her name with her like eight identities. Julia, mm-hmm. Jennifer, mm-hmm. Jennifer Durock. Durock, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but we did see leaving him off with the sonar or the radar button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a and dog whistle. Exactly. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was left hanging, and I think that. Um, he's always had something up his sleeve, and maybe it didn't go exactly to plan. Literally, in this case. But mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think we're going to definitely see more of this, that it's going to attract something. Also, the situation they're in is, a, we've, I think, I'm trying to phrase this right. We've got, like, a bug zapper that's just attracting all of the supernaturals. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they're currents. Levels. Well, you're right, and that's mm-hmm. it's called currents mm-hmm. for a reason. Yeah. yeah. So right. you've got There's the currents. Going on. You've mm-hmm. got sonar. You've mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. possible mm-hmm. fake deaths mm-hmm. happening. Like all of these things are just, as I said, beacons. 
beacons for calling the supernaturals. Mm -hmm. And And will it only be the good werewolves that come to the rescue? Or will will it be the... Yes, exactly. It couldn't be. And I think that's part of it as a a plot device as well, that he wouldn't just fall back on his knives or his weapons. And then he had to be resourceful. And that shows that that side of him, but also enables the... Uh, the young people, the kids. And, and right. the show really is driven by them and about them. I like how we got that little powwow with the three, like, single parents. And they're talking about to Mr. Stalinsky about how, you know, he's just now finally believing all the secrets about the town. And, of course, Scott's mom is letting him know. And then Chris finds out. And we get that backstory of what happened to Stiles' mother and and that, you know, Mr. Um, Solinsky wasn't there because he was staying with a victim, you know, that had just gone through a car crash. Mm -hmm, And at mm -hmm. that point, that's when the victim Mm -hmm. said, if you want to be with her, go. And he didn't want to believe it. I want to know who this victim is, by the way. (laughs) But I want to know more about this victim. But I was glad that we got that because we never really knew what happened to her. So, Mm -hmm. But he said, you know, I could have believed it sooner. I I did have these thoughts. I wasn't ready to believe it. So it's nice that we kind of have that and him going through the process with them. And, I mean, how how much time have they really gotten the chance to sit together and talk about it? So I'm glad that we have, you know, the three Everybody come to the table, like, see? It's like their own little After Buzz (laughs) TV show, you know what I mean? And it was very much like that. And and one of the things that I think is is best accomplished um, in that moment, and not only hearing about Stiles' mom and and, and hearing that history, but uh, for me personally anyway, and and that gets back to what you were saying about uh, the show, oh, young people can relate to this, and it's what young people go through, well, I think, uh, frankly, us older folks relate to it, too. <laughs> exactly. As parents. As parents. As okay. Parents, we can, know. those of us that have boots your age, um, can certainly relate mm-hmm. to um, uh, the, those elements that we saw as well, and 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 that feeling of, oh, if only I had, more, maybe more regrets um, uh, along those lines. So it's it's uh, it's what, what draws, maybe it's multi-generational is maybe the way to put it about this show. People are misled by the word teen in the title. Yeah, yeah I agree yeah, with that. I always tell I them, think there was an, also an interesting twist put on this powwow, you could say, when um, Durak came down and told him, like, he's making a sacrifice, this is good for his children, but we got the slight twist with Scott's mom, but she was like, well, maybe not all of your children will be safe. <laughs> yeah. right. Like, putting yeah. that seed in the pot, that Styles' father and Allison's father could actually be helping their kids. And the only one who's really going to be directly suffering is Scott's mom. So putting that... You know, stirring the pot a little, making it a little mm-hmm. interesting. I felt like that was a well, but at the nice same time, place. making it more clear. If I if if I can interject, is because her when she said um, I, the Argents have a code, and your code is to protect and to right. protect the innocent. And then and he says, and you're going to do that with you know with with killing innocent people. And she says, no, there's sacrifices. She, no evil person. This gets back to your question earlier. No person that's evil or bad or that we see ever thinks they're evil. They mm-hmm. always have a justification. And if you, as an actor, um, and that's the role you're given, think that, okay, well, I'm just an evil person, then you'll be very flat and two-dimensional. But if there's a real reason why you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, and it's out of what you believe will achieve good ends, then then that gives it a depth that's really, really interesting to watch, I think. I mean, once we got Jennifer's backstory, I I have to say, like, I'm not 
completely like I don't hate her as much, you know? Like yeah. and I and I didn't want to believe that she was the Duroc. Yeah. And I think a lot of people felt that way. So I'm not sure if, you know, this season end is going to be the end of the Duroc or if they can somehow you know, change the path of the dark druid to, you know, uh, the good, <laughs> you know, one of light. Well, and that's part of what left us hanging and that this particular episode said to be continued was right. was really fascinating. You know, it's oh, like, yes. oh, you know, so what will be revealed as they re, re, are they recalling? Are they having this magical experience that taps them with their parents through these, you know, icons that they they have in their hands? Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it should be be interesting to see. So, especially with Allison, so she held a silver bullet, and mm-hmm. you know, as we yeah. were told, argent means silver, etc. But that it's not silver bullets that kill; it's the family with the name silver that, yep. that kills werewolves. And that, uh, which I loved the explanation of that and the explanation of the code. So uh, the we, fact that it was an intro, basically, into being a hunter, which is mm-hmm. totally different than when you left her. It's her stepping up into the family role that you might have tried to protect her from. All I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So so then uh, Styles, you know, gets that, that text that, you know, Allison's dad's been taken, and he just goes into a panic attack because he knows that now, you know, that she has the three, and, you know, this is bad because she can complete the sacrifice. And then we have Lydia, you know, going in. This was my favorite part of the episode. I don't know about you guys. But we've been waiting for it for so long, that epic kiss. And, you know, I'm not sure if this was, you know, her healing, some, some kind of power she has to just do by instinct you know, what she feels was right because she always would come upon the dead bodies and not know how they got there. But it looked to me that she, like, kind of enjoyed the kiss. I, how did you guys feel about this moment? Oh, this, I, and I, I love that the whole time she's saying, Kristen's saying all this, she's talking directly to you. She's like, okay, let's bow out because I look at all this and I'm like, Oh, it's like we're, like we're like watching the kids kiss. I'm like, oh, I do not want to think of of of. of Are you of saying Dylan you were grossed out by no, the kids? Not totally grossed, and it was beautifully done and beautifully shot. And you mentioned the music, and I will say, I call it a smash cut, but that that clash between there's a difference between a score and a soundtrack, mm-hmm. and so there's this great dramatic score, and then as she kisses him, and the sun is hitting them, and the uh, soundtrack begins, so the, that song begins, and ah, we got to Google in a second. I should, I should yeah, remember the name. Stephen Hill, right? Yeah, Stephen. Google, Google. Oh, you got to Google yes. is Lydia's Styles, kiss, kiss and Styles. Music. Just put yes. that video up. Yeah, yes, exactly. So, and and I, and I do. And but again, the way they were lit, all mm. those elements that folks might not realize contributed to that moment. If she'd just been standing in the hallway right. and, and laid one on him, it wouldn't have been so great. You know, but it's the it's it's the power of all of those elements. And what those elements said to me was the fact that this was emotional, not supernatural. Nothing not to do with her power this of instinct. Was a emotional connection. Mm-hmm. They've been friends, they've been growing closer, and she felt something more. And I thought it was really interesting how because we have been waiting for this. We've been thinking it's gonna happen in a way mm-hmm. And the fact Hoping, that they made her, but we, the fact that they made her initiate, mm-hmm. I think was great because we've always seen Styles be the lovesick puppy dog. Right? That is a great the beginning, point, Sarah. and that we see the flip, and it's the girl, and she's the one who. Then it must really mean something. Mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. and right. she's like, she started out as the popular one, mm-hmm. and he started mm-hmm. out as not having much going for him, and mm-hmm. she initiated the kiss mm-hmm. in a time where he 
was in, in need. Mm-hmm. So, so was thought, it clinical? Was it medical? What you know? So that's the one aspect of it. Or mm-hmm. was it supernatural? Or was it that she really wanted to kiss? Was him? it real? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, and I guess it depends on what you ship. <laughs> I mean, I personally you think you're totally. I'm you're totally for the fact that she wanted to kiss him, and then once she did it, she kind of was like, oh, so "Yeah, goodness, so you I can't believe Stadia. I did that." Huh. I okay. think that she mm-hmm. had the instinct to help him right away, and they were definitely very close. And then I think she was actually shocked by how she felt during and after the and kiss. And covered it up with a big fat line. No, oh, I totally, I just, I read about I read that. that somewhere. Well, I mean, I'm sure she did. But I'm going to use that. She, yeah. and totally make out with and people. And be like, oh, sorry, I thought I was I was helping you hold your breath. Hiccups, it's a thing. I Yes, sorry. It was like giving you mouth to mouth again. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Good. Just don't do it to strangers. It's the band. I mean, depends. Yeah, yeah, depends, right? Oh, depends. Awesome. Awesome. What do you define as strange? Yeah, yeah, right? I mean, if you're in the grocery store together, you're all kind of knowing each other. Yeah, that same area. <laughs> that crosses the line. Okay. Just keep an eye on it. Okay. So then they, you know, go to Miss Morell's office and they were trying to discover awesome scene. Hilarious. Yeah, I love the fan, yes. right? Uh-huh. Who gets to continue up here. She won that uh-huh. contest uh-huh. and she gets uh-huh. to continuously and she appear. Is in the so funny. Uh-huh. She's so funny. Uh-huh. I think people want her to just be like a permanent student at uh-huh. the school and continue her role. And continue to but in those little like a, she's just brings a spice that yeah. is such a joy, you know, like when she slapped him or dunked him in the pool and like, yeah, he's sober now. You know, like those sort of moments are, are really nice. And it's, uh, but yeah, when she said, oh yeah, you take the appointment. You need exactly. more. Yeah, it's exactly. Exactly. That was my beautiful. favorite line. She's like, yeah. you have more issues than I do. And that's, <laughs> All and the trees. And you really felt that way too. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, oof. Yeah, and that, that's it. She speaks for us. That, exactly. You know, we were thinking that. And then, so, and I think that especially a show that is, who got so much going on. We need that person to mm-hmm. sort of uh, ground us again. And in, in the humor of it, exactly. it's funny. That's It was one of the first things I ever said. Uh, Jeff Davis and I were riding to lunch. I think it was probably 2.30 in the morning. And, I, <laughs> and, and I, we were on the van together. And um, I think I had you know made a comment about the, the humor. And, and he said, Mo, from reading the script, he said most people missed that. They just and it is it's funny, funny, funny. And 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 Styles is of, of course Dylan is remarkably funny and brings mm-hmm. all that talent. But and and how wonderful that the writers, all of them, um, are are able to draw that out of him and that he contributes that as well. But it's there innately anyway, as we saw in that particular scene. And that's what made that juxtaposition of the violence and the intensity with the humor and the <laughs> absurdity, because that's how we do in life. And that's to be that's classic sci-fi, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And I not guess, a lot of you know, shows can do it either. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite parts about Team Wolf that a lot of people bring yeah. up is how intense it is. That's and it. then we'll like stop for a minute and it'll be really funny and mm-hmm. we'll be laughing and crying at the same time. And that's mm-hmm. great because how many times do you catch yourself doing that that's in real life? That's exactly what happens. That's exactly right. So, mm-hmm. oh, is this oh. the epic kiss? Is this is the oh. song. Okay. Oh, he's playing the okay, song. Okay, now we're going to bring in Styles and yeah, Lydia. No, Let me back up because here's the kiss we're not going to do. It is that kind of show, but my breath is bad, so I'm not. But gonna otherwise, we would totally kiss each other. That's the song passes now. Good, and and see, you know, they, and that's. Do we have a name of the song, Stevens? We don't the song is named uh, Start of Time by Gabriel Applin. There we go. The Start of Time by Gabriel Applin. A.K.A. Mm. your new makeout music. 
<laughs> look it up on iTunes. <laughs> awesome. That's right. Thanks, Where this Steven, will be too. Yes. Good job, Stephen. Uh, so we get that you know Lydia Sarah kind of predicted it that you know all along this tree would be you know the key to everything that we constantly saw her drawing and when putting did in our you mind. Predict that I missed that. She when said I that pretty that. early. <laughs> Sarah did. She's so I mean, smart. Look at her. She's like, look, don't break your arm. Pat yourself there. <laughs> I had just got really You know what? That's so like Styles. Like that one episode, he's like, wait a second. I think I called that when he was talking She's about Matt. She's been compared to Styles oh, really? about by everyone awesome. who has come in. Really? So Sarah oh. and Styles. Oh. Oh. People try to tell me <laughs> I'm a nerd or something. Oh. I know that. I'll no. take it, actually. Yes, I love Styles. Exactly. So it's not that it's the tree. It's the upside down of the roots. And I found that really interesting. So did the tree ever grow out of the ground or was it all? Was it just always like you know? I'm, I'm pretty sure it has to grow out of the ground. Yeah, but no, 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 no. I'm not revealing anything, but it's Teen Wolf and anything can happen. Yeah, the whole world so is could it, be upside yeah, down. Is it, is it upside down? Is it that manifests itself? I think someone chopped the tree down and no. it created bad juju. See, in there, I thought you were going to be upside down. <laughs> Look, you are just another pretty face, but it's got a name. I can't remember the name. The Nematon. The Mm-hmm. Jeez, you'd think I wasn't on the show or something. <laughs> yes, the nematon. Thank you. So I, I think yeah. that the nematon was chopped down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the roots continue to I'm grow. I'm going to sit over there with you because I don't like <laughs> this anymore. <laughs> this is an honor, so to speak. Yeah. No, watch what you say. We're talking about a team of, oh, yeah. I mean, we don't know, but, um, you know, it could have grown up or it could always have just, you know, grown the opposite way. That's, you like know. Like a planter's wart. But that's disgusting. But yeah, no, truly. I mean, like, if it's a disease or if it's something that's not supposed to grow that way, you know, it grows into the ground. I'm saying it's more Which I think is more it's interesting if it was saying. never Thank a you. tree. And if, Give yeah. Yes, okay. You, you guys <laughs> can be on the okay, same okay. nematon me, team. Me, pass the <laughs> you can <laughs> have the outfit. Thank you. Look, look, you oh, win the outfit. Oh, uh, you're right about everything else. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. So. Unfortunately, Derek's mom had erased the memory from Peter and both Derek's mind, so they still didn't know where it was. Extremely inconvenient. Very. <laughs> to pick that or memory. extremely convenient for the plot. Yeah, exactly. Right, all right. One right, of the two. Right. And we get that great scene when they finally find Morel, who they're hoping will know the location. She is being chased by the twins, and once Deucalion and Scott gets there, she kind of doesn't reveal much about the Drock, but Wait, she, but you're forgetting she does that cool thing. <laughs> Yeah, that oh, was awesome. I want some Perfect of that in my purse. Circle. That was awesome. <laughs> that was right. Perfect. Circle. Yes, exactly. I need that to ward off right. like people. Right. And I think yes. Exactly. <laughs> I no, think, I don't want to talk to them. Yes, yes, exactly. I have a big bubble. bubble. If you're in my arm, if you can touch me, that's what I tell my kids. If you can touch inside Too my arm. Too bad it doesn't deflect mm-hmm. against spears. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right? So, well, she hit her footed step down. And so mm. and and it's so interesting because so many times somebody will say to me, "I don't get it." W T H. You know, I don't. I, you know, I don't understand what happened. But you know, well, I said, well, did you look down? Did you reach for the altoids or something? Because if you did, you'll miss it. So don't. You know, you cannot. Yeah, no blinking. Right. Yeah, no blinking. No. Well, especially in that in three oh four when I go but. And then if you blink, yeah. you missed me altogether. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she reveals to his entire alpha pack that. Deucalion was the one who killed Ennis. And you can kind of see the look on all their faces that they're shocked by this. And, you know, Scott immediately, you know, guards her, won't let them hurt her, and immediately switches sides. And I think that his pack is feeling the same way. What did you think, And I think you could even see that in the fact that the other pack members, Deucalion's pack members, listened to Scott say stop. They didn't mm-hmm. wait to see what, if Deucalion agreed with Scott stopping them from killing um, 
background. Like they just listened right. without question. Right. And that In little and of itself. hiccup mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is the fact that they are taking his opinion without going to their leader first. Right. Is it's interesting. Is very telling. And if. But if what Deucalion's trying to do is create, and, and, and that's a lot of what 311 was about, I think this particular episode was about uh, identifying the purpose. So what is the purpose for, you know, uh, what is the Argent's code and purpose mm-hmm. in life? And that was, rev- you know, or at least said very, very concisely. What is Deucalion's purpose? Well, to create the perfect pack. And, and to trample every single thing in his pack. If he has to. Any creature. Anything that would get, any cre- any living creature that would get in his way of that end goal. And, but that he did, obviously did not see or does not see Derek as part of that perfect pack, which is why he's been orchestrating what he has. He wants Scott to be the the perfect alpha. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. And we're seeing obviously like he has he has this mastermind plan involving Scott and Derek and taking maybe one of them leading the other one to his And who pack. does that remind you of? Who's that remind you of? I don't know. Not me, I mean, not me. It no, be? it's like grandpa. Well, I like grandpa. Some, I think you took a little bit of not a, me. a line from grandpa no, over there. Look, <laughs> it's very much like what grandpa did. Let me play these two off of each mm-hmm. other so that I can achieve my own ends. Mm-hmm. So we're we're seeing a lot of that and I think that that's very interesting. But I mean with what Derek did in this episode Whatever Deucalion's plan must be, I think it's going to hit a huge snag because part of Deucalion's plan did rely on Derek as an alpha fighting off members of his pack during the next moon. And however he planned that to tie into Scott is his own mind. But now with Derek trying to save Korra and maybe giving up his alpha, like what role does he now play in that plan? Because does the like does the agreement still exist if he's a beta or an omega or whatever he turns into. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and talk about that. Now, did you guys think, how did you guys feel about when Isaac was kind of yelling at Derek and, you know, saying, you know, you were sleeping with the enemy, you weren't helping, why did you even do all this, are you lonely? Like, did you feel... And what was his answer? Do you remember? Is it trick? He said yes. I'll, yes. I'll just go ahead and give you... Yeah. yeah. He said, no. he said yes. Yeah. And he that said was yes. great. He was long. Yeah. Oh. And isn't that where we all so go... Humble. Oh, he, but yes. his sister is mm-hmm. dying mm-hmm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, are you going to mm-hmm. make him come help save everyone's parents or his own sister? I mean, you got to go blood so for blood. So in that moment, I wasn't, you know, incredibly mad at him. He hasn't been helpful a lot this season. But, but, but doesn't that remind you of Stalinsky? Of, mm-hmm. you know, so here's Sheriff Stalinsky. Same sort of thing. Let me stay with this dying girl and not go mm-hmm. where I could possibly be more, more in need. So is there that parallel as well? And so should he be staying there being inactive or should or would Cora understand? What would we want if, you mm-hmm. know, and thinking about all those different, different positions? And I think what we saw from Derek, though, is he is gaining more of a sense of honor and loyalty. He did make her promise, although he has his obligations to his pack, he's sticking to his word, which I think is powerful, and he's sticking to his family. And despite the fact that they were arguing, or Isaac was yelling, Mm -hmm. I thought that they were both really accurate and true. Like, Mm -hmm. I thought that the anger in Isaac, Isaac was justified, but it didn't feel like it didn't feel bitter. It just felt like sad anger. If well, because that makes any his sense. family, mm-hmm. Scott, Allison, these people that had taken yeah. him him in as his family because his own family was so diseased that that this is his family. So right. what, you're not going to help me save my own family. You're, we know your sister's going to die. Sorry, Cora. See ya. Bye. Come on, help me go do this thing. And mm-hmm. Peter was, of course, saying, you know, this is just him switching Ugh. sides. Don't even start. And with then me. Peter let's, started. Let's go down the Peter path. Hey, <laughs> no. Peter. Hey, Peter lovers. Want to give me a call? Let's talk, shall we? Yeah. 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 Stephen, go ahead. 
ahead and take calls. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so Peter says to Derek, this kind of reminded me of the Paige situation, how he kind of manipulated him into this whole story, how he can save Cora, but, you know, he's not going to be an alpha anymore. And this Could clearly, be. Peter mm-hmm. has Peter an agenda. It's just so confusing to me mm. because, like, every time I think he's lying or he's, I'm wondering what he's We have a caller on the line. Oh, good. Okay. And you have to say your name and you have to tell me if you tweet me and if I, if you think I like you or not. <laughs> caller, what's your name? Where are you from? Hey, guys. This is Josh from Florida. Hi, Josh. How are you? Do you have a call for Edie? Yes. Are you brave enough? Are you brave enough, Josh? Let me. In, in all seriousness, though, do you do you tweet? Um. Yeah. Well, not really. Honestly, oh. no, I don't really tweet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Often. Okay. Or I, Facebook. Uh, uh, Facebook. What is that? Yeah. I think I've heard about that. Okay. Anyway. So. All right. So. Sorry, Josh. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just curious. Go ahead with your What's question, your question, Josh. Oh. Um. I just wanted to know. Um. For your character, Edie, you know, Victoria, you know, I already, you already know a lot of fans always ask you, oh, how can Allison be so sad for her mom when her mom's, you know, can be such a mean individual? <laughs> and, I was wondering how you were going to put that. <laughs> nice, nice, nice to say, Josh. <laughs> and so, so. And, um, oh, I'm sorry. And I just wanted um, to know from your perspective, because, you know, there's always two coins, I, I personally feel like. Victoria is just she has to be that tough you know, she has to be that tough person, that tough individual because with the family that she, I'm guessing you know, became a part of because the Argents you know, I'm guessing they got married and then that's how she got the Argent name she had to maybe change the way she viewed the world and viewed life so she could live in that type of family Josh, it's, and it's, a, it's, it's a, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, and, um, okay. Meeting Gerard. Oh, uh, let me, let me, I want to, I want to interject first before you, before you go on, um, only because I'll forget the first part of, of what you said. The, um, uh, in that relationship, uh, so much of the fanfic, so I, I love to be on Tumblr, um, and it's just my name on Tumblr, I'm not anonymous, and, and Twitter, and, um, Instagram, and all the same, and I love that feedback with the fans. And people have, have mentioned to me, Josh, what you've talked about, and, um, and, and that relationship, and, but w- what I find particularly interesting is, um, that some of the fans say, uh, oh, you know, she's such a, th- uh, what did he say? Mean. Mean. <laughs> mean. Yes, yeah, she's, she's so mean. And yes, and that was good. That was well said. Um, but, uh, and, and did I marry into that family? And how did, and when I say I, I mean I, Victoria, uh, how did I get to that place? But uh, for me, Edie, the actor, what I, the decision I had made for Victoria is, just marrying into that wouldn't be as deep-rooted that I had been personally affected by it beforehand. I made the decision that my sister had been murdered by a werewolf and that my family also um, w- was part of of the the hunter. You know, that there are different clans of hunters. And so I... You know, so you've I'm always, Scottish. in your mind, yeah. you always were kind Absolutely. of tied to that. And it was more of a hard-rooted center. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's always been there, but that Chris Argent uh, and the Argent family was sort of the uh, the pinnacle of the hunters. And then, so it's almost like marrying royalty. I saw myself <laughs> like Princess Diana. So uh, so that <laughs> that's how hunters. I... Yes, of the hunters. Thank you. And so so that's how I saw it. But that's a good question, uh, Josh, and, you know, and where, sort of where that came from. Thank you. Thanks for calling in, Josh. We really appreciate it. 
And you have to call no back. Problem, you have to call back next week when Jeff's here as well. Oh yeah, good luck. <laughs> For sure. Scary. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks Josh. Bye. Okay, so clearly Derek is putting, you know, his family over his need for power. Um, do you guys think he'll be changing his Facebook status to beta, assuming his loss of alpha power? That is so cheesy. <laughs> Did you write that? That is so... Uh, seriously, Chris, that's it. Look, I'm single. I'm single because I hate her. She's so mean to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Go ahead. Um, you answer the Facebook I mean, Do you guys agree mm-hmm. that he should have done this, basically? Oh, okay, Don't yeah. answer the okay. Facebook um, status I question. Would, okay. I kind of like it. It's I, based on, like, if someone had proposed to me that idea and it had been Peter, just out of principle of suspicion, I would have said no. (laughs) But being that we saw a flash of color in his eyes change to blue mm-hmm. at the very last frame. Mm-hmm. Which Maybe means, it was which a mean, good idea. But which means that he's killed an innocent. That he's got mm-hmm. that cold, steely blue. So it revealed something about him that I thought... But we've oh. already seen We have a caller before. on the line, so let's so get their that, opinion. Oh, okay. Caller, what's your name? Where are you from? My name is Nicole from, from New York. What's Hi, up, Nicole? Nicole from New York. Where in New York are you from? Real quick. Long Island. Oh, we're in Long Island. Um, uh, Suffolk County. Oh, I grew up in Nassau, Port Washington, right outside the city. So, hi. There you hey, go. Did you, well, okay, sorry, did you sorry, have a question for Edie, sorry, Nicole? Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I have a question. Um, uh, uh, it, what one word would you use to describe Tyler Posey? <laughs> what one word would you use to describe Tyler Posey? It's such a great question. Gee, I never get asked that. You would think by now I would have the one word down. He's so many different things to me, <laughs> and he's so he's just the most neat, wonderful kid. And his mom in particular, it's a long answer, Nicole, sorry. Um, it, his mom, Cindy, it, she's done such a good job with her sons. And I tell I tell Posey that all the time. I can't say Tyler because there are like 87 of them on the set now. But, um, but, but Tyler Posey in particular, I would say big-hearted. He's just that's a hyphenated word, so it still counts as one, yes. right? Okay. Yes. He is. That. It's just all there. He, he, and that encompasses working hard and helping other people and always being at work with a smile and and just and bringing that everything you think he is uh, on the show, he is in real life and then some. He's kinder and nicer and and, and funnier and more fun. He's just he's a, he's a neat dude. I like him. That's, such That's a, a good nice question, Nicole. Is it? Oh my gosh! Now, I just, uh-huh. now he needs to come in so I can meet him. Like, <laughs> You're just thanks for nice. calling exactly. in, Nicole. We really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Okay. Um, so, guys, don't forget, you can call in, too. That's 424-256-1729. You can download, rate, and subscribe. We're on iTunes. We're on YouTube. And uh, I want to read just two people's comments and, and some other people. I want to thank Natty Willie on Twitter. Um, Juan Ballard, CM Maddell, Sni, Katrina, Ray Fan. Uh, already claim Sasu Nick what made millions. What are you reading? What is she saying? She's speaking <laughs> so, in tongues or something. It what is, are you right? reading? These are people's names on YouTube. <laughs> oh, oh, from the YouTube. It's so hard, oh, right? Okay, right, right, right? I sound terrible. I sound ridiculous. <laughs> and and, and what's funny is I can, I can visualize some of them, but I can't, and I can picture the little icons. Yeah, yeah. yeah you guys don't yeah. make it easy for yeah. us. Yeah, good job. Uh, two, two. I want to read Maven Cree. I'm saying the names that I can pronounce. Okay, good, good, good. Um, he says, I think Derek is going to officially become part of Scott's pack. He was raised a werewolf. He knows to respect their traditions and history, so he'll give the proper respect to a true alpha. He already follow he already followed him now anyway. Derek's 
makes a plan. Scott makes a plan. Derek does his plan. It falls apart, and they end up following Scott's plan anyway. Mm, and if he loses his alpha, then he very easily could join Scott's would, pack. Or he mm-hmm. would have to join an alpha pack. Yep. And Joe Coolio says, hey, Kristen, can you please bring up the fact that Styles is like 16 years old, which would make Steric impossible to do until, he's at, or until like, he's at least 18 years old. It uh, seems like no one ever brings that up. Oh, please. It's sci-fi. <laughs> okay. Does anybody bring up the fact that like here's Holland and I mean, or what's her name? Lydia. And, and the, like that creepy moment when Peter opens the door and I was like, creepy uncle, don't touch me. You know? Yeah. So we, we sort of, we, we go la 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 over some of that and it's all imagination, yeah. the whole steric thing and the, and that yeah. fantasy and folks can I mean, go with that. I mean, technically we don't know how old the twins are. It's said in there that they're not supposed to be in high school. <laughs> we did get that scene how... We left back like five years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did get that steric scene where we see him punching Derek. Styles mm-hmm. is punching Derek in the well, elevator. he's hitting him and then he goes to really yeah. <laughs> lay it on him and yeah, and then he grabs Pop. him. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it good? So, good. I mean, he was on top of him in the elevator. We got some love there. I don't That's know. That's really interesting. Huh. And his girlfriend had just this left him so Styles, Styles is stepping Lydia, in. This is destroying so many other relationships. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. The like fans this. get so mad when we don't talk about all the shit. Oh, okay. And, yeah, wait, like, wait, wait. and, that, and that's one of the things. So but, but, so tell me when you're ready because and there were a few little things. Okay, go well, ahead. let's go ahead and talk about the child sacrifices and then we'll talk about uh, Isaac and... Um, do we have to say that they're child sacrifices? I mean, I children's... Was, was Harris a child? What? The offspring? Offspring. I don't know. Oh, How do you want me to say this? See, okay. All right, well, and that, frankly, that is more specific because because Harris, the teacher who was who was killed and, you know, or the guy mm-hmm. with the, with the, that had the dog bullet, it wasn't yeah. necessarily a youth, necessarily. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I'm specifically mm-hmm. talking about Scott Stiles, or no, I'm talking about, yeah, Scott and... Scott Stiles and Allison yes. and their ventures oh, well, towards the... Yes. Well, okay. The show is really and going for the frozen bath moment. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's I, a reoccurring mm-hmm. image. I mean, it's... It was cold, too, they well, said. Well, I feel <sighs> like there's realize. something, you know, that's kind of Deaton's thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so well, we get that, you I know, mean, if they do this, nature, we only have a few minutes left in the episode, so I want to breeze through. Are you kidding through. me? Okay, yeah, 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 I'm going to breeze well, through this, so we have a few questions and ice for you. Both okay. bring out different sides of werewolves. Okay, there, there, there we go. go. Yes, yeah, so okay. basically, we get that if the, no one says, no, I don't want to do this, even though there's going to be a permanent scar around their heart. And there's going to be this beacon coming to Beacon Hills, like, obviously future enemies coming for other seasons, which is cool. I want to see as a viewer, but I'm scared for them. And Prediction, I don't think they're going through with it. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, they're under. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. and, and then... We'll, we'll, we'll talk Yeah, we, we don't we'll see... see mm-hmm. We don't see if, you know, what happens. But also, you know, they are going to be dead and then come back. But we've got all these different things that will happen. Do you guys think this is a good idea? What's going to come of this? I mean, I don't think they're going to go through with it. So because mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good idea because I think their parents did what they did for a reason. And also hmm. in this moment, I think a key part of this entire scene, like even if like say they don't go through with it, the things that came out of the scene are still important. One, that they're willing to do it for their parents. Mm -hmm. Two, that a bunch was revealed about the relationships they have with each other. Through this, we saw that, like, they all became aware of the other people's personal lives. So now Allison and Scott and Isaac and and Deaton are aware of the fact that... Okay, sorry. They're aware, though, that 
uh, Lydia and Siles have this bond. And now Scott is aware that Allison and Allison have The, the vet kind of set them mm-hmm. up on a first date right mm-hmm. in front of Scott. Mm-hmm. And do you mm-hmm. guys think that these permanent scars forming around their heart will have something to do with their bond for each other with who's bringing them back? Do you think they'll have a permanent link to each other? Do you, uh, how do you think they'll think feel about any, it? I think that in real life, any large experience you have with someone links you to them for life. Any near-death experience, but with each other and also with the people that put Mm -hmm. them under, per se. And I don't know how bound Scott was to to Deaton, per se. You know, so Mm -hmm. I do think it was, well, here's who we have available. He's a father figure, I think. But there's no reason that, you know, Mm -hmm. Isaac couldn't have put... Well, no, they both had to go under. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay, but but I but I I I have to disagree with you respectfully here. We'll have an, we'll have see, an we'll altoid. See. I'm Do just I'm saying. Not, I'm, no, you I'll don't need one. I'm just altoid. saying as a peace offering that Thank I you that I and this is not based on anything that I've read or seen. I'm making no spoilers and no predictions, but absolutely strictly off of watching Eleven, watching mm-hmm. that episode, they're absolutely going to go through with it. They're already going through with it, and whatever <laughs> Walt Disney went with it, he's like frozen someplace in Florida <laughs> or hilarious. Right? Yeah, when and we bring in him that's back. Right, that's exactly Come on, right. Deaton. Yes, exactly. But there's <laughs> something about, remember that in the hotel, uh, the Motel mm-hmm. California episode, mm-hmm. fire brought them out of that that sort of trance mm-hmm. place, and it's the same sort of thing. So ice puts people into a place where they can draw mm-hmm. from that. So the fire and ice and that dichotomy. Yes. I, I like that. That makes saying. a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And so Styles says to Scott to get him off of thinking about Isaac and Allison. He said, oh, by the way, your dad's in town. <laughs> Big right. reveal. So, Huge reveal, yeah. You know, yeah. and I was still kind of thinking that Deucalion, it was like the Star Wars, Darth Vader, I'm your father kind of deal. And then he's kissing his sister or something, <laughs> no. gross. But yeah. no, so Scott's dad is the FBI agent, and he's like in Scott's room or something. With the Tale of Two Cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, and what do you get from that? What, what do you get out of that? God, my son can read all of a sudden, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I read a Tale of Two Cities, but it's been like six years. Or is his dad that? in the picture now? Oh, because I the, we're talking about Tales of Cities. We I'm were trying, but they're wrapping me up. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, okay. So, is his dad now in the picture because you know the mom's going to be out of the picture? No. Oh, I didn't think of that, so I just responded. Really <laughs> <laughs> no, she can't. La, 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 la. This is a like. It's Teen Wolf. Anything sh- can happen. All I'm saying. And does this have anything I to do with the endings? Does this have anything no, to do with nice. why Good Scott? Good luck with that. Let me know how that works. Does this have anything to do with why Scott is a true alpha? Was his dad a werewolf? Does it? I mean, I don't know. I mean, why is? But, I'm just looking for answers. Give kept, me something, Sarah. He kept, he kept a watch that his mother uh, said was the only thing from their marriage that worked. Yep. So we know that it was a marriage that ended under certain terms, but I think there's going to be a lot more there that'll give us depth about Scott. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. I agree. I think that he's going to add more to Scott's character. Um, so oh, Good job, Stephen. <laughs> and yeah. then we got, we got so much from the parents, and I just wanted to ask you a few questions before we go because we are just out of time. Okay. Um, I always ask people one, an aspect from their childhood that contributed to, you know, what they decide to do as a career. So what is one aspect from your childhood that kind of led you into being an actress? The very thing that every Teen Wolfie feels watching this show is what I felt as a child and was moved as a young person. And this thing... Um, that I saw drew me in and took me to places and I experienced things and I knew ever since I was 10 years old that that's what I wanted to do, that I wanted to be part of creating that for other people. That's great. 
she's always had the knack. She's always, you've always I heard you been. had a magical theater in your basement growing <laughs> up, right? That is, that, that's <laughs> totally true. And I did a lot of chorus line reprisals, and it's a, but it was the only time I could swear in front of my mother, so. Well, yeah, she yeah. would let you when you're performing for Right, because there was that particular song. It's, you, yes. know? you know the song, sing it for us. No, I'm kidding. Don't What's really one of your best me. memories on Teen Wolf working on set? That's really interesting. We shot, um, obviously, and that was one of the Twitter questions, so thank you for bringing that up. The scene where I plunge, a, I, as Victoria, plunge a kitchen knife into my chest um, with the aid of my husband, that that scene crystallized, sorry, um, it made compact for me the very essence of acting, that it's not me, it's not even JR, and it's not me and JR. Every single person on that set gave of themselves from the grit the electrician the props person the uh, the special effects everybody gives of themselves so that we can create that world and it's almost like and it's funny kiahu and i talked about this and i think he shares this idea that the the whole real world that we well real world that we're all living in right now stops for just a second and all these people give their energy to create this other world and when that's possible, that is a magic. And that possibility is, you see, you're looking at the You get goosebumps a lot of Only that. when we're talking about this stuff. Teen Wolf is a powerful thing. And that's why I think it's so successful. But that was it. And that, that at the end of that scene and having that connection, and it was the first thing we shot that morning. And I remember the director, Tim Duncan, said, he said, I can't believe we're doing this scene first thing in the morning. And uh, it was a much better accent than that. But I liked the accent. Good. Did you? Okay, good. Um, but, and, and so I know that we, we, f- we finished in the scene, and they're pulling back the thing, and there was just utter silence, and nobody said cut, and, nobody, and we were done, but and we just stayed in that moment. And finally the director said cut, Tim said cut, and, and, and the camera, it was like everybody came out of their trance, like, whoa, whoa, God, whoa. That's wonderful. You know, That's so, to, so to do for. that in that moment was really something special. Edie, thank you so much no, for being on the show tonight. Me. This was thanks amazing. Yeah, uh, hey, guys, you can find me at Cinematic Escape on Twitter, or you can Bing my blog. My quick prediction is I think, you know, the Dark Druid has got to die or they got to change her path. Uh, Sarah, where can we find you? What's what your last prediction? I will be starting up a new show soon. I'll be doing, I believe I'm going to be on... Actually, I'll let you wait on that. I'll leave you hanging. Okay. okay. Any last going. prediction? Uh, last predictions going on. I think it's Styles and Lydia. We're going to get some relationship status soon. I like that. I think you guys are too narrow with your predictions. <laughs> You're, you got to think Teen Wolf. Anything think can happen. Anything <laughs> can happen. So stay close and pay attention because the details matter in this show. And they're fun. And it's going to be a lot more than what prediction you might mm-hmm. think is happening. Edie, so. what's your Twitter handle? Where can we find it? It is straight up my name, E-A-D-D-Y Mays, M-A-Y-S. That's Twitter, that's Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, all those things. And I'll engage as much as possible. I love it. You guys are awesome. The fans are fantastic. Teen Wolfies awesome. are the best. Thanks again for being here. And that's it for this week, guys. Tweet us your questions and we'll try to get to them. See you next week and Jeff Davis will be here. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil VTech and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 